Welcome to Season 5 of the Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom, where we talk with enterprise and technology platform leaders about the people, processes, and platforms that make marketing and customer experience successful, scalable, and sustainable. This is what creates an Agile brand. I'm your host, Greg Kilstrom, advisor and consultant for Fortune 1000 marketing and CX leaders and teams as principal and chief strategist at GK5A and best-selling author, keynote speaker, entrepreneur, and Agile certified coach. The Agile Brand Podcast is brought to you by Tech Systems, an industry leader in full-stack technology services, talent services, and real-world application. For more information, go to teksystems.com. To sign up for the Agile Brand newsletter and get the latest insights and articles on marketing technology and CX, or to purchase a copy of my latest book, House of the Customer, go to gregkillstrom.com. You can also find all my books on Amazon and other retailers. And now on to the show. Today, we're going to talk about how to create engaged teams by creating a culture of self-awareness and continuous learning and improvement. To help me discuss this topic, I'd like to welcome Kelsey Bishop, founder at Candor. Kelsey, welcome to the show. Thanks so much. Super happy to be here. Yeah, looking forward to talking about this with you. Uh, I wanted to get started, though, by you giving a little background on yourself as well as, you know, what, what kind of led up to you starting Candor? Yeah, so I started Candor about two years ago. And my journey in startups has been, I'm kind of a Jane of all trades. So I've done roles in sales and in ops and across a lot of different industries, always early stage startups. And I found that in some of my experiences, I joined teams where the culture was absolutely incredible. Like everyone just really got along well. It was fun. It was easy. And, you know, it didn't mean that the business was necessarily doing well. It was more of just the team worked well together. And those were some of kind of the highlights of my career. And then on the flip side, I joined teams where it was almost the opposite case, where the business could be crushing it, but the team didn't necessarily jive or work well together. And the culture just didn't quite click for me. And those were, you know, some of the low points in my career. And so when I left my last role, I started thinking about how culture is this fundamental piece of employee happiness but there's no way to kind of get a pulse on company culture. And further, like there's no tools out there. There's kind of no resources for leaders who care about culture and want to make their team an awesome place to work besides like blog posts and and talking to other founder friends. So it just struck me as this, this massive gap. And that's, that's why I ultimately decided to start working on Candor. Great, great. And so we're going to we're going to talk about the platform itself in a in a minute, but you know, one of one of the big components of it and uh, certainly I agree with with what you just said. I I've, it's it's amazing to be part of a team that just works really well together and and you know, brings brings a lot of different ideas to the table and just executes on them well and, and stuff like that. And some of that relates to building, it's having a culture of, it takes self-awareness, it takes a focus on growth. But first, I, I want to talk a little bit more about that, but wanted to get a definition from you because, you know, reading through the candor site and, and just some of the some of the things that you've focused on, how would you define a, a culture of self-awareness? I think it's one where people know their worth on a team and um, so they know their strengths, they know their weaknesses, they know where they really shine. 
and they know how they're perceived by their teammates. It's, it's kind of that two prong, right? You really have to know yourself, but part of knowing yourself is, is having the perception of your teammates and that feedback culture. So it's, it's one where you have both kind of that 360 view of who you are on a team. Yeah. And so why is this so important? And, and, you know, what, what type of benefits uh, can being self-aware really provide to, let's say to an individual to start? Well, one for kind of growth oriented, high performance people, it really gives you a leg up, right? You can kind of understand where your gaps are, how you can improve. And, and hopefully you have a supportive team who wants to help you get there. Right. So the self-awareness culture is not only like, Hey, I can see myself, but also here's a growth plan and here's how I get better. And here's how, you know, I can, I can use the help of my teammates to get there where I want to be. Um, so I think for like high performance, high growth individuals, that self-awareness piece is absolutely key. Yeah. And so what, what about then the, the benefits to the team at large? Well, you know, it's a lot less overhead when everyone's owning their own personal growth journey. So you're not having managers spend a ton of time coaching or performance managing when everyone does take accountability for, for their own growth path. Um, I think the other piece of this is it's not just the manager's job to help somebody improve. When it is a culture of self-awareness, everyone is working together to improve right? So I give my peer feedback, they give me feedback. Um, There's an openness to it. And there's also a shared accountability versus kind of that top down accountability. And I think with that, you get a little bit more motivation implicitly from employees versus kind of the like explicit motivation of managers being like, hey, here's your performance review, either you're going to exceed expectations or not, right? The feeling of it is very different. And I think it it's more motivating for employees to have kind of that peer support on their on their growth journey versus just that top down manager one. Yeah, are are there certain I'm thinking of like the introvert extrovert scale but there might be other other ways of of looking at this. Are there certain types of people that gravitate towards this more than others or you know, how do you I totally agree with the premise, but you know, how do you get more involvement from team members recognizing that, you know, there's just a, a diverse array of people, no matter how you slice it. Right. It can be a personality thing, but it also can be kind of what's the team's current culture like, because I think yeah. we see a lot of teams, their openness to this is more oriented around, do I feel safe on my team? Do I feel like I can get good feedback from my peers? Do I feel like it's okay to ask for feedback? Do I feel like I'm in a threatening environment sort of thing? Um, so sometimes it's about personality. And sometimes it's kind of the the core dynamic within the team. And if there's kind of that safe space to, to operate in this way. Yeah, that makes sense. And so I know you mentioned that doing the, you know, the, the teams being able to interact and and be aware of each other and and, and themselves helps the team itself and and perhaps takes a little bit of the burden off off the leader to either try to do that or um you know it lets the leader focus on other things mm-hmm. but you know keeping the leaders in mind what should they be doing you know to to really augment this and you know almost maybe almost get out of the way but you know what should leaders be thinking about to to make the most of their teams in, in this in this scenario Well, I think that culture often takes the backseat, particularly at the early stage. 
founders, leaders, they're concerned with product performance, growth performance, and that makes perfect sense, right? Like, especially at the early stage, you're just trying to stay alive. But I think if you do care about people and you want to create a good culture, it takes intentionality. And so a lot of this is, is actually pretty simple. You have to start with a values exercise. You have to sit down with your team and say, hey, what behaviors do we celebrate? Which behaviors do we not celebrate? And actually come up with a list of values that feel right to this particular group of people. And kind of everything stems off of that. Because if you've agreed on a set of values, then you know calling out behavior uh, that either you know is amazing or doesn't drive with the team feels way more natural. So I'll give you an example. Um, you know, one of our values at Candor is around hard work and kind of grittiness. And, you know, before we actually said that was a value that we all agreed on, you know, it would have been awkward for me to kind of approach someone and say, hey, you know, you're not working that hard or hey, like <laughs> this thing that you're doing doesn't quite jive with us. Um, yeah. But when you can tie it back to a value that every single person on the team's agreed on, it's not just my responsibility as a manager to make sure that someone's performing, right? It's everyone else on the team's like, hey, you know, we value this thing and this behavior that you're doing doesn't quite drive with this value we've all agreed on. Yeah. So that's like one example of like, if a leader or manager is starting for the first time focusing on culture, that values reset exercise, I think is really important. But overall, it just, it takes intentionality. And generally, I think people don't spend enough time or effort on it particularly in those early stages of company building. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great. And I, I mean, I would, I would add, uh, even at non early stage companies, I, th I think that the, that goes across mm -hmm. the board. So def definitely agree. Right. Before we continue, I wanted to share a key strategic resource that a majority of the fortune 500 are already aware of finding the best technology, business and talent solutions is not easy. With business demands and competitive pressures mounting, you need to be able to design, deploy, and optimize your technology to provide leading customer experiences while driving business growth. Those of you that have been listening to this show for a while know that this podcast is brought to you by Tech Systems, a global provider of technology, business, and talent solutions for more than 80% of the Fortune 500. Tech Systems accelerates business transformation for their customers. Whether you're looking to maximize your technology ROI, drive business growth, or elevate customer experiences, Tech Systems enables enterprises to capitalize on change. Learn more at techsystems.com. That's T-E-K systems.com. Now let's get back to the show. So let's uh, let's talk um, specifically now about the platform that you created, Candor. Uh, can you explain exactly uh, what it does and, you know, maybe who your who your customers are? Yeah, so so Candor is a platform for leaders who care about culture to build their culture. So the way that Candor works is we have individuals sign up to make a profile. It's very similar to a readme or a working with me doc, if you've ever made one of those. And you share things like your values, your motivations, feedback preferences, everything that makes you, you at work, right? Everything that kind of sets you up for success in a work environment. And the way that teams are using these today is, is they kind of share their profiles and they also make a team profile. And with that team profile, you're kind of doing that same sort of values exercise that I was mentioning. You're going through and you're saying, 
hey, these are our ways of working. This is our culture. And you're all contributing to a page that represents how your team really works. Um, the last piece of candor is that we actually provide exercises for teams to strengthen culture. So for teams that, you know, and leaders that say, you know, I know that celebrating my people is so important, but oh my gosh, it's, you know, how do I remember? How do I make the time? You know, how do I set up something that reliably makes people feel celebrated? Well, Candor actually helps you do that, puts your culture on autopilot by giving you exercises and rituals that you can incorporate into your culture, like kudos, like celebrations to make your culture stronger. So, so yeah, that's kind of our gist today. We work with teams of varying size, varying stages. We have, you know, big, big consulting firms. We have small agencies out of Toronto. The, the core, core use case of our user is, you know, I care about culture and candor helps me make my team's culture better. Yeah. Yeah. And so who is, who's usually initiating that then on, on the platform? Is it a, is it a leader or manager or how, how does that, that process kind of start? It tends to be a leader or a manager. It could also be, I don't know if you've ever heard of this term called kind of like the personality hire or the, you know, the yeah. culture leader. Um, yeah. They tend to be the ones setting up happy hours or anything like that. They also tend to be our initiators. But yes, we see a ton of, of managers and leaders coming on Candor and saying, hey, team, you know, let's all make profiles here. Nice, nice. So what does that I mean, what is it? What is day to day with that? Let's say, you know, a team is working on a on a project. And let's say it's a pretty complicated project. And, and things things don't always go right, <laughs> right with with a, a typical mm -hmm. thing. So, you know, how how would using candor kind of help in in times of not, not even crisis, but you know, in times of it's stressful, it's um, maybe we need to bring some new people onto the team quickly to to help shore up our, our capabilities or, you know, can you, can you kind of paint the picture there of like how it might come in handy there? Yeah, absolutely. So, so one of the core things about candor is it's about relationships and really getting to know each other, particularly in a remote world or in a world where, Hey, we need to onboard a bunch of talent really quickly. So what we see is we'll see teams that actually onboard all new talent through candor. So I'm onboarding a new direct report and we need to gain context quickly. I need to know how this person works, what makes them tick, what their irks and quirks are. And Candor helps me do that in a way that's not awkward, that's not weird, where I'm not prying on a Zoom call. You know, yeah. it's it's one of those things where in a in-person, in real life world, maybe you build up that type of context at, you know, the coffee machine every morning. But in a remote world, it's hard to do that realistically. And in times of crisis, those relationships are the things that get you out of conflict mode and into a mode of understanding, right? So if there's a conflict on the team and you know how a particular person deals with conflict or how a particular person prefers to get feedback, you can kind of, you know, almost skip a step and yeah. go from being in a conflict mode to being in a, hey, how are we going to move through this mode? Yeah, yeah. And that's, I mean, that's great, especially... Things are moving fast. People are working remotely. I mean, you know, I know I work as a consultant to a, a number of different companies and, you know, different time zones. And, you know, so people are working mm -hmm. asynchronously. So, you know, to your point about the get to know me Zoom call, I mean, certainly there's plenty of those that that happen, but uh, there's a lot of stuff that needs to happen while someone else may be waking up or, or going to sleep or or things like that. So, yeah. I mean, it seems it seems interesting as a as a way to do that. And 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 also to yeah to to ramp up quickly. 
Exactly. How do you um, how do you recommend that leaders or, or managers measure success using something like Candor? Yeah, it's a great question. I think most leaders and managers know when their team is happy and when they're not. You kind of have that gut feeling of, you know, people are are excited to be in this meeting. People are excited to be at work or you don't, right? It, yeah, it is yeah. kind of like a feeling thing. So, you know, when we talk about metrics, yes, of course, your employee retention should go up, right? But I think like the actual real answer is, do you feel like people are excited to be in these meetings? Do you, are you, you know... Are people intrinsically motivated? Are they putting in the extra time? Are they going the extra mile? Because when people really feel belonging on their teams, that's what's happening, right? It's You don't have these motivation issues. You don't have performance management problems because people want to be there. They feel excited by who's around them. They feel excited about what they're working on. So, you know, we could talk employee retention, but I think like the core, the core like metric is really that feeling, right? It's, you know, do I, do I trust that my team is on board with what we're doing? Yeah. Yeah. Do you see, or maybe are you already incorporating some kind of like AI or automation or, or anything into that? You know, where do you see there being a role for AI in, in team relationships and employee engagement here? And, you know, where, where do you see that going? Yeah, it's a good question. So the the big vision for Candor is, you know, we can help companies improve their culture, we can help people feel belonging on their teams. But ultimately, I think our big vision is to be a network where people find teams where they belong, mm-hmm. right? So LinkedIn kind of gives you this version of somebody that's very one-sided, one-dimensional, right? You get their work history, maybe where they went to school, but you don't get who they are as a human. And so what if candor could be that place where someone could really be their whole self as a professional and meet teams who are aligned with who they are? So, you know, when we think about AI, a lot of it, you know, is exciting when it comes to thinking about how you could provide a match between a candidate and a company that are values aligned. Because it's not yeah. just values aligned. It's, you know, how, how do people work on the team across the team? How does this person work? How have they worked in the past? And when we think about, you know, big data like that, I think I get really excited about the prospect of AI and how the recommendations can just be so much stronger with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you think about, you know, some some large consultancies that have, you know, tens of thousands of employees and often struggle to, you know, I've I've been part of some of those teams of, you know, there's somebody halfway across the world that knows exactly what needs to be done from a subject matter expert expert standpoint, but also may happen to be the perfect personality or, you know, just kind of culture fit for the team, but you'd never know it because right. you'll never have a chance to run into them. Um, in the hallway or, exactly. you know, or something like that. No, that's, that's, yep. that's great. Yeah. Nice. Well, Kelsey, thank you so much for joining the show. Uh, one last question before we wrap up here, you know, might be something you already shared even, but you know, what, what's a piece of advice that you'd have for those leaders? There, there's a lot of leaders as, as well as aspiring leaders listening to this show. You know, they might be struggling to get their teams to be cohesive, high performing, just kind of have that, that, that fit that that you've been talking about here, you know, what's a piece of advice for them as they, you know, kind of navigate the months ahead? 
Yes. So definitely a good point for me to plug Candor. Obviously, you know, sign (laughs) up for Candor, make Candor profiles. But I think when we talked about self-awareness, I think that's the really big piece of this. If your team isn't cohesive, if there's things that are wrong, often the best place to look at is yourself. And I've, I've seen a coach now for about five or six years. And I think that's been a part of my leadership journey that's unlocked a lot with my team and, and performance on the team has been, how am I showing up to work every day and creating a culture without even realizing it? What am I doing subconsciously that creates norms around here? And how are people kind of, you know, relating to those norms or, or responding to them? So I think a lot of that, you know, when we talk about leadership and and how you're impacting the team, a lot of that comes back down to self-awareness. And I highly recommend coaching. I recommend 360, kind of like a 360 review with a coach. Um, Anything that can build that self-awareness muscle, a candor profile being one of them, is, is really important, I think, for leaders who care about that. Wonderful. Well, again, I'd like to thank Kelsey Bishop, founder at Candor, for joining the show. You can learn more about Kelsey and Candor by following the links in the show notes. Thanks again for listening to the Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom podcast, brought to you by Tech Systems. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to subscribe on your podcast channel of choice and leave us a rating so that others can find the show more easily. You can access more episodes of the show at www.gregkilstrom.com. That's G-R-E-G-K-I-H-L-S-T-R-O-M dot com. To get a copy of my latest book, House of the Customer, visit my website or you can find it on Amazon or other retailers. The Agile brand is produced by Missing Link, a Latina-owned, strategy-driven, creatively-fueled production co-op. From ideation to creation, they craft human connections through intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Until next time, stay agile.